Welcome back, everyone. We are back from our brief hiatus slash vacation slash uh... hermit mode. <laughs> yeah, slash hermit mode slash like crisis. Yes, that all sounds I accurate. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for your patience. But you know what? I think we earned it also because like we we delivered week after week for Mad Long. So season two baby we should have taken we should have we should take an official break before we uh before we started season two but here we are you're with us we appreciate you and your patience and the grace that you extend to us in these 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 trying of times but uh we're here to talk about some quotes and then um get into some practical magic and shadow work that's been going on behind the scenes throughout the course of july thus far and next week we are going to do our wrap up episode for the month and pull some cards and get into the theme for August, which I'm super hype about. So it's yeah. already August and I know you're ready. I know you're uh, ready. So ready. I mean, I'm, I'm in a comfortable place now, like mid July. I start feeling good, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. And, you know, I feel like it's, you know, we're going to talk about the practical magic and the shadow work. And, you know, speaking of that hiatus, you know, we're going to be talking about that hiatus and some of the things that have been going on. And especially for me, which, you know, I don't know if anybody has, you know, follows my personal profile, but I actually posted the hermit probably like a couple days before I like took a break, which was so funny. Um not by intention, but I guess it worked out that way. Um, but yeah, this this month has been pretty crazy and it's already August. I can't believe it. But we're going to get into some some quotes for you guys. Heavy hitters, as I always love to call them, because they end up being so profound, especially after we talk about them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to get into some quotes, just some just some words that have been very insightful to us over the last little bit here. Yeah, so I guess I will begin. Start us off. Here I go. So (laughs) this is a book called Nobody's Ever Missing by Catherine Lacey. It is a novel. Um, It's fiction, as far as I know. And it's one of my favorite books, although I've had it for years and never finished it. And I think when... I read the quotes. Hopefully it'll become clear why just had to take multi-year breaks from this book, (laughs) (laughs) but I also, it makes me feel very seen. Um, which one do you think I should, uh, read first? Um, what I think you should start with the second quote that you read to me earlier. All right, cool. So this book is about a woman who, uh, basically leaves her husband and her life in Manhattan and just goes to New Zealand. As far as I know. (laughs) So it reads, reads like this. I walked through a forest near a highway until I found a clump of moss to sleep on. And I remembered that Simon said possums were not indigenous to New Zealand, that they had been brought here by somebody along by somebody a long time ago, some European. And since there were no animals here that liked to kill possums, all those unkilled possums had fucked up the whole fucking ecosystem by eating plants, too many plants by wanting so much. 
And now there were, what, 10 or 15 possums per person in New Zealand, something fucked up like that. And I imagined that my dozen fucked up possums gathered around me, a personal audience, and I wondered which things inside a person might be indigenous or non-indigenous. But it isn't easy to trace those kinds of things in a person as it is in a country. I wish that I could point to some colonizer and blame him for everything that was non-indigenous in me, whoever or whatever had fucked my ecosystem, had made me misunderstand myself, but I couldn't blame anyone for what was in me because I am, like everyone else, populated entirely by myself. It's crazy how that quote goes from zero to 100, like, real quick. Like, yeah, and then, like, negative 100. <laughs> yeah. It goes, like, I, I feel like the last couple bits of that are, like, the most impactful because mm-hmm. I feel like I personally find myself in that kind of dialogue a lot, just in terms of where we're at, the truths of the world, how things actually work, and how mm-hmm. big things actually are and how much little control I have about things that are actually important to my outlook on life. Um, so I love how that is just put into words just so bluntly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, she, she really pinpoints a very specific feeling that I think is really hard to put into words. And she just kind of encapsulates it. And it's like, yeah. Uh, I also would like to be able to point to somebody and be like, this is the evil person that put this, these bad things in me but they're just there and reconciling that and understanding that that's just true of people. And like, we're all a lot of things um, is really hard, (laughs) you know, but um, there's also like a comfort in that if we can settle into it. And not take it personally and, or not take those experiences personally, if they left a stain to Mm -hmm. not hold any resulting or, um, you know, just ending feelings that you don't want to hold on to from that situation. Cause I feel like it's easy for, for me, at least I'm learning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's easy for me to get to that place where, you know, I, I'm mad at it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into the betrayal, but I feel like this was a great quote to kind of talk about that. Like that instant, like that feeling of feeling betrayed, feeling lied to, feeling cheated, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is and you got to move on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, that's where it goes back to that idea of like, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's not about any of us specifically. You know, we have all these narratives, but overall, like existence is not about us. (laughs) So like if we can reconcile the legitimacy of like our first person narrative experience with the insignificance of us within the abyss of existence as a whole, like it's yeah. And bravo hats off to you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) There was like a second part to that, but I lost it (laughs) mid (laughs) mid delivery. So hopefully (laughs) everybody out there uh that made some kind of sense to you made sense to me yeah it's definitely those two things are hard yeah they are yeah let's dive into the next one what you got for us next word okay so it's this she's sitting next to a woman and she goes ah okay i said 
What's even better is finally being a widow. The woman started laughing and laughing and laughing so much I felt like I had to laugh too. So I did, and then I realized we were laughing at how her husband was dead, which really didn't seem so funny. And then I think we realized that at the same time, and we both stopped laughing, and there was that deeply quiet moment after two people have laughed too much, and we let that quiet moment stay for the rest of the drive. During that silence, I thought of that night when my husband and I were having one of those arguments about the way we argue, and I went to the kitchen to get a glass of water, but instead picked up a knife because I was thinking about stabbing myself in the face. Not actually considering stabbing myself in the face, but thinking that it would be a physical expression of how I felt. And I picked up a chef's knife, our heavy good one that I used for everything from cutting soft fruit to impaling pumpkins. And I looked at it, laughed a noiseless laugh, put the chef's knife down, poured myself a glass of water and drank it fast until I choked a little. And I went back to arguing with my husband and he didn't know about my face stabbing thoughts. And it made me even angrier that he didn't know about my face stabbing thoughts that he couldn't just intuit these things, look into my eyes and know that the way he spoke to me was a plain waste of our life. But here in the car with the widowed stranger, I didn't have to feel any of those feelings anymore because I had left my husband and our arguments and my chef's knife. And I had come to this country where I could laugh so gently, gently laugh at things that were actually not funny. How relatable. I mean, kind of. It's like in the context of it, yeah. <laughs> Maybe right. not in that immediate situation. <laughs> not situationally relatable, but uh, ethereally relatable, I guess. Like, <laughs> for sure. Just like the outskirts, the twittering outskirts of that exi- like that experience, makes sense to me. It's just like I under I feel like I understand the idea of. Um, needing to process something and doing it with a stranger. Because that's kind of what that was, right? It's like the pressure cooker's on with some kind of crisis right now. And I'm trying to keep a lid on it. But right now with this person I don't know, it's like the safest place to let some of that steam out. And here we are. And it's coming out how it's coming out. And I don't know. I just, I I guess that resonates with me a lot because it's like, I remember times in my life where the thing, everything was harder because I removed myself from everyone I knew but it also gave me that little bit of release in knowing that like that last line that she says, I could laugh so gently laugh at things were actually not funny. It's like, I can just be free to experience things how I need to Mm -hmm. without the eyes or judgment of other people. And in doing that, it allows me not to put that judgment on myself Right. Which can be incredibly difficult to do, genuinely, at least for me. Yes. If it's right, if it's not coming from that place of shoving it deep down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not coming from that place of not shoving it deep down, but... I think what you just what you just described is like my ideal situation in it. 
right (laughs) that's that is how I ideally would like to be able to process all of that um but I think the reality is is you know like I'm kind of thinking back to that quote with like the argument and just all of it's relatable the idea of going back and bonding with someone whether it was a friend or a stranger over something that was pretty horrible or something that just wasn't great and just being able to not feel alone but Mm -hmm. I've also can look back and like laugh at things that I know weren't funny but it was the only way that I knew how to move on you know Mm -hmm. like you know like you said survive um and then you know the other part the relatable part of that argument is like that's a that's a important thing like I don't want to skip over that too because I feel like that's a very relatable thing being in a partnership with someone and being angry about something and being angry about the fact that they don't know how angry you are like, yeah I feel like that's... like I want you to feel how angry I feel so you can understand how angry I feel <laughs> like I want you to feel it <laughs> And I feel like that's important because when we talk about healing and we talk about, you know, all of these things, we tend to find ourselves in a place when we're healing where we need to find like the perfect set of closure or like the perfect, you know, apology on whatever side that it is. Or we need to, you know, make amends face to face where not always the case. And like in this woman's situation, right, like she ended up divorcing this person, right? But, like, it just goes to show that it might have ended up that way because of the little pent-up anger that's been hidden, whether it was on both sides. It just shows the reality of that situation that a lot of us go to where we find ourselves, like, swallowing that little personal moment that's in our little world. And then Mm -hmm. we just never say that for years. And then we never act on it. But that energy stays there. And that just like, it didn't, I don't think that aspect of that quote stuck out to me as much as it obviously is now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's really important, especially with everything that we're talking about in terms of practical magic and how we're going to be talking about all of the shadow work that we've been talking about, you know, just the, the idea of making sure that we're being aware of, yes, we're having that conversation with ourselves in our, in that moment, we're able to laugh it off so that we could survive, but it's important that we come back to it and express it so that it doesn't show up in all of these really maladaptive ways that we don't want to express anyway you know what I mean Mm -hmm. absolutely I mean I said to somebody in a reading recently that uh we like to engage in this construct that time is linear because it makes us comfortable and it makes us be able to follow the narrative of our existence easier but the reality is, is that like those moments that you're talking about that get encapsulated and like shoved deep down when we don't deal with them, they're, they're like immemorial, immemorialized within us. They're happening at the same time as our existence right now, just inside of us at a smaller scale. And like, we, we have the ability to make trips into those experiences and potentially release them or, you know, write their lessons down on pieces of paper, as you like to say, or, you know, like comfort them, but, or reparent them or whatever, but only if we do so on purpose, otherwise they're just on a constant loop forever inside of us, you know? So I think in in a lot of ways, that's kind of what shadow work is, is like going into the rooms where 
different moments are happening and acknowledging that they still exist <laughs> in a timeless loop over and over and over again without our intervention. Yeah, snaps, snaps. Word. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit us with that last one, boo boo. Hit us with that. Was that. It. that was it. Oh, I thought that. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was rolling with it. No, that's all right. I'm sorry, y'all. I got y'all hyped up thinking there was one more. That's you can right. read her book, though. It's probably cheap now. It's been out for a while. I think I got this one at the first store. Say for our listeners one more time, name of the book and who it's by. Nobody is Ever Missing, a novel by Catherine Lacey. Word. And it sounds like just by the tone of her language, and I love authors who curse in a very candid way, sounds like something I'm going to need to get ASAP. (laughs) Word, 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 word. All right. And I actually think that last quote really blends in pretty nicely with mine that I have. I only have one, but it's a couple sentences, a little short of a paragraph. But as we're talking about the idea of healing, when we're when we're talking about that and making sure that we're being aware of energy that maybe isn't the right time or moment to release it authentically in the way that it's supposed to be released in that moment. But it is important for us to come back to that shadow work always and find that time and that space to honor it. Um, And just what I've been going through over the last three weeks is pretty much all shadow work (laughs) related um, and having to deal with that and really diving into this inner child from a much different perspective than I have before. Um, So my quote is actually from How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. I've pulled quotes from this book before. Um, This is from her inner child healing section. um, And we're talking about Um, inner child wounds here. So Nicole goes, Dr. Nicole goes, the wounded inner child carries all of these compulsions into adulthood. We carry this powerless powerlessness, hoping that others will change our circumstances and make us happy, externalizing quick fixes and daydreaming of alternative realities. We seek approval from others so that we'll feel good about ourselves We choose the quick fix, drugs, alcohol, sex, to feel pleasure in the moment that'll dull our pain. Our work is to internalize this feeling of feeling good enough, a state of okayness that is not reliant on others. How can we begin to get to that place? This is the question at the heart of our inner child. And even reading that, it's like I'm calling myself out here (laughs) with Uh like the daydreaming and the alternate realities. And, um, you know, Heather and I were just talking about this too, because in a lot of ways um, it's really important to understand at this point and really come to this perspective for me, looking back in my childhood and really starting to look at things from a different perspective from, you know, from my inner child perspective. And I think I haven't always been looking at it like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I've it's, you know, it's hard for me to go back into my inner child and put myself in those little girl's shoes. I don't know if I've mentioned it on this prod, uh, this podcast before, but through my time in therapy, it was a long time before I could even visualize her. Um, which, you know, to some people might be like, how can you not like visualize who you were as a little girl? But I don't know. I can't explain it. I, I did what I needed to do to block it out. And it took me a really long time for me to get into really good companionship with this little girl again and start to understand that she was just mad 
and and she still is <laughs> mad evidently she's still mm-hmm. mad because i'm finding these things just like you said before you know these things reoccur and it comes up in this cycle well that's where i'm finding these little pieces of little chloe anger showing up in my adult life and i'm realizing them but i have to switch gears a little bit because how i've been dealing with this isn't necessarily getting me to where i need to be so i'm finding that i need to reframe what i'm accepting Um, and it's been really easy for me to accept sadness and it's been really easy for me to accept maybe like support or lack of support. Um, but you know, as we move into our, our practical magic and our shadow work, a lot of what I have to talk about is anger and betrayal. And that's not necessarily a feeling that I've had to explore before in doing child inner child work. Um, so I love that quote again, how to do the work by Dr. Nicole LaPera, um, also known as the holistic, the at symbol, the holistic psychologist on Instagram, love her content, definitely short bursts of really important content. Um, but definitely a heavy, heavy hitter quote for me this, this week as I, as I'm trying to wrap up this cancer season on a, on a, (laughs) as like an honor roll student here. (laughs) Word. Yeah. Uh, the, I posted on the wands on water Instagram page. Um, somebody had made like Britney pictures of Britney Spears as Zodiac signs, like moon, sun and rising signs. And I posted Chloe and I's trios, um so accurate but by the, way. <laughs> the cancer one was Brittany just like with glist- like glistening looking kind of like melancholy in a pool of calm water for cancer and I was like yeah that that <laughs> that's just so perfect you know because it's just like uh there and there was another one too where it was like this girl dancing on a bar but she was crying at the same time and it was like cancer celebrating her birthday and it was like <laughs> Yeah, like that's it. Like this is, that's the way it feels to be in cancer season, you know? I definitely was not ready. <laughs> put it I'll put it that way. I definitely was not ready. I don't know what emotion I was looking for, but apparently this was the emotion that I needed to assess. So thank you, cancer season, for a whole, yeah. new, a whole new world. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I really like it uh for its messiness like just the kind of you have to just let let go and surrender to it you have to like hang man in there you know for cancer season in my opinion or at least i do um which but I once pulled i again by the other day oh really yeah pulled... yeah bitch relax <laughs> we're still in it <laughs> pulled the hanged man and the hermit again for probably Dang. the third time in the last month and a half so definitely were like you didn't hear me here. before <laughs> so because that... <laughs> i guess i have to say it again to you then so you know that cool puddle or lake of water that that girl is melancholy <laughs> sitting in that's yeah. still me yeah <laughs> it's gonna be me for the I next am Brittany. 10 we days are Brittany. or so <laughs> yeah word yeah it's gonna be a lot of us hopefully we just gotta we just gotta do the damn thing but um speaking of doing the damn thing let's talk about some some make it magic some real oh yeah real what we've been doing to 
overcome and really work through a lot of this stuff. So let's dive into that. Let's 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 dip the toe, dip it in let's the water. Let's dip our little piggies in there. <laughs> so <laughs> we, I, I, I handled the Wants and Water uh, Instagram account, which is why it's so trash. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, right? Like, there's some fun stuff on there, but I don't post as much as I should. And, like, sometimes I get really stumped about what to post, right? But we've decided that I think the best thing is just going to be um, when I'm doing a regular thing in my life, but making it magic, just going to show you guys some snippets of it and maybe I'll talk over it or maybe I won't but like you're just gonna see a glimpse into me making my life magical um and then if you would like to specifically know like what's up with it you can head on over to patreon and we'll go I will be going more in depth um maybe breaking down some rituals um providing some recipes uh just talking about experiences etc so Stay tuned. But in preparation, I've been gathering some like little two second videos of like stuff I'm doing. And it's been really nice because it's been making me much more mindful and appreciative of the ways that it's that I'm able to intertwine it into regular life. Um, And for me, something that I struggle with, have struggled with, and have been focusing on is like my relationship to my body um, because I really it's one that I've I don't think I've made enough progress in like I feel like it's urgent <laughs> you know um, made a lot of progress in other areas but this is one that I keep putting off and so for me a lot of it comes down there's it's I have so many things woven into this that need to be healed um that I know about and that I haven't even addressed yet so I think it's been very helpful to try to infuse intention um and affirmations and things like that into cooking and eating and you know harvesting fabric for my clothing that I'm gonna make for myself and organizing and just caring for me and my space and the, you know, my people and the things that are going in and on me. And um, it's been very emotional, but it's been very nice, (laughs) I guess, is my like walnut of it, right? Like a a nutshell, my nutshell of it. Emotional, but nice. (laughs) How has it been nice for you? I think it's been nice for me because I feel more powerful. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like when we always talked about leaving power on the table, I think I, this is power that I've been leaving on the table for a long time. And so for me, it is really nice to step back into that. And it's like, I kind of re- I remember what it feels like, but it's different now. You know, it's, it's, I have to have a different relationship that I've had with myself in the past. And like, it's, it's nice to be able to write the rules, um, for what that looks like. Oh yeah. I love that. Love it. Look at that growth. See, and I, I said it before, I think it was before we hopped on here that 
out of the lowest the low you got to come up somewhere there's always the rise in the fall yeah the valley has a low point yes and cancer season has definitely and has opportunities to show the the lows and also those high moments for us and i'm so happy that you find yourself feeling more confident and in your power and grabbing that shit off the table when you wake up in the morning well i'm like moving from the girl who is in the water the pool of water to the girl who's crying dancing on the bar like that's more (laughs) me at this moment (laughs) that's like the now between leo season has begun like yeah exactly middle ground like i'm wearing my glitter shoes and bitch they're fabulous but like i still just wish it was different you know (laughs) um so definitely gonna be quirking cry cry quirking cry twerking until august comes that's so funny hell yeah i love that but see y'all that's the hard work the idea of being in routine and ritual with yourself and how you do things in -hmm. your actions for yourself or for other people when things are emotionally really hard and for me over the last year year and a half to two years i've been really trying to focus hard on understanding that When I find myself in that low, when I find myself in a place where that inner critic and the self-sabotage queens, as I love to refer to them as, because there is so many of them, (laughs) showing up in their posse, when, when those times come... It's, I've really had to affirm that that's when my connection with my authenticity and my spirituality is not in alignment. And when it is in alignment, I find myself moving through the day, even if I'm feeling sad, even if the thought comes, I find myself moving towards these things in my day that make that switch like I was talking to you before like the morning my morning routine is like on lock like lately. Hell yeah. and I've had to force that because the last two and a half weeks have been really hard for me personally it's mm-hmm. been I've I've just been it's been rough I've been having a lot of realizations a lot of situations where I can't necessarily do anything which is not my favorite yeah. place to be um it is it, it is um but while I'm going through this work and while I'm doing all of that, you know, it's important for me to understand that there is another side to that. And if I just continue to focus and be in the present, I won't find myself caught up and swept out to that dark sea and those dark parts of the ocean where I'm not prepared with my flashlight and I'm not prepared Mm -hmm. with my raft. You know, I'm thinking of, you know, um, what is the card that's like coming into my brain right now? I think it's the, I I think it's yeah. Eight or six of swords. I think it is where the two people are on the boat. I think it's the six of swords where the two people are on the boat with the swords behind them and they're moving forward. You know, I like to tap into the shadow prepared. I like to be in my space. I like to be able to, be comfortable. I like to set up my incense. You know, if I do a ritual bath, talking about practical magic, which is I've had a few of them over the last two weeks, Mm -hmm. incorporating my lavender essential oils, sweet almond oils, adding a little bit of rose petal, adding a little bit of lavender, putting some of a drops, a couple drops of my Florida water. Um, I have some oils and some bath salts from a spiritualist that I purchased from. 
um, adding those ingredients, just being really proactive, I guess, mm-hmm. with the things of ritual. And, you know, just like you said, and, and oh, we yeah. will be talking, like Heather said, we're going to be sharing a lot more of the practicality of these things. But the reality is, is that it's kind of a blessing that we took this time off because it's important for us as people who are also relaying this to y'all. It's important for us to authentically go through these things without feeling the need to present it or finding the right words to say or to explain it. Um, And I feel like, at least for me personally, because this this is like the position that I put myself in, I put a lot of pressure on myself Mm -hmm. for that. Um, So it's necessary for me to really genuinely pull away and just authentically go through the sadness and like y'all should have seen me like Mm -hmm. y'all I probably wouldn't let y'all but y'all should have seen me like I had a low like it was I was just sad didn't want to leave bed and I'm getting ready to move you know we've got our ventures going on I'm also in school so it was just and and as we're circling back to all of this trying to like pull it full circle it's hard to do life and also do the shadow work that we're trying to do where we're trying to rewrite these narrative scripts of our inner child where we were scared where we were lonely where we felt worthless it's hard to do all of that at the same time Mm -hmm. um but i guess where i'm going with this is that practically doing the things like taking the ritual baths and washing my floor with a spiritual floor wash. Or when I go in the shower, I'm visualizing a white aura overcome me and just really wash away and being really diligent with my cleansing routines, with my, you know, whatever herbs I'm burning or whatever oils I'm putting on or whatever water I'm splashing on or whatever water I'm saving from, you know, the cancer new moon lab that we had last time, um, the full moon from the previous full moon from, from before, you know, rubbing a little bit of that on my forehead and the back of my neck you know all of these things are really hard to do when we feel like shit all mm-hmm. of these things are really hard to do when we don't want to do them but that is the test that is the test and i really believe like that is what these water seasons are for they're yeah. meant for us to feel things really heavy really deeply and really intentionally but also be really intentional with our faith and what that means to us and that's what this like I'm tired, but I know I still got, I've been confirmed for hermit mode for a few more days. Word. So I just have to, you know, be in, be in this space of focusing on the little things that I'm doing throughout my day that are bringing me my sense of authenticity and joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing everything that you said. Just snaps for you. Thank you. Snaps, snaps, snaps. I think in terms of practical magic, like the surrendering into it is really hard. And I've been seeing with people like that. I think we both kind of know online and in real life. I've just been seeing people are telling me that the judgment card's coming up a lot um, for them. And I believe we pulled it recently as well. Mm -hmm. We pulled it. Yeah. We were pulling it a lot. It came up a couple times for us. Mm-hmm. um over the last two months and and I mean yeah. that that fits right in with our narratives our mm-hmm. judgment how we how we view that mm-hmm. and sometimes we have to come things from a different perspective than we yeah. come at them right and so just be careful I guess 
be cautious because as we're waiting in these pools, right, like we should be adorning ourselves so that we can step out of these pools of cancer season into the sun of Leo season and be fucking glistening with all of our gems on and our body glitter and shit like that we're putting on during cancer season. You know, we're trying to walk out like Naomi, but we can't do that if we don't, if we're in this and we're feeling like we don't deserve to have that experience. If we feel like we don't deserve to be taken care of, then we're not going to be taking care of ourselves. And I think, you know, you said it's hard to do those things when you feel like shit. And for me, it's like, it's hard to do those things when I don't believe that I deserve them. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that when we don't feel like we deserve those things, it's because we are having, we're, we're on the wrong side of judgment. So especially if that's been coming up for you, or if you've been seeing it on your feed and stuff, or, you know, you pulled it recently or whatever, just, you know, be thinking about it. And, um, one of the things that I've been doing recently that I think is really helpful has been really helpful to me is just very mindfully trying to like ex- extend blessings to other people. Mm. And so important. Yes. And if you can find a way to integrate it where you have like a physical or visual trigger that you're going to come across um routinely I think it's really helpful like so for me recently I've been because I've been trying to work on stuff with my body image and things like that um you know I'm I'm trying to be more mindful about extending a blessing to everybody whose hands have touched the food that I'm about to prepare before mine you know what I mean or like Mm -hmm. the fabric that people have experienced like people that have touched the fabric before I bought it at the Salvation Army or whatever. So just think like if you can find a way to structurally integrate something like that in, I think it's very helpful during this time and it breaks down, I think, some of that judgment. Um, Because it just resets, it refreshes your lens Mm -hmm. a little bit. Plus it's good karma. Yeah, and that's so beautiful. And you know what else? It takes up the time that you can mm-hmm. be thinking of something else. Word. Where your mind, where your <laughs> mind can be doing that thing that it does so well. You could be focusing on the gratitude. I love that. I love that idea. Um, yeah. And to bounce off of that, to and, and not just these things that we're doing and these things that we're consciously doing, for ourselves, some questions that we could be journaling about, some questions that we could be thinking about when we're, when we're pulling our journal out or, you know, our pieces of paper, wherever we're finding ourselves putting to paper the thoughts in our brain, right? We've talked before in episodes, the importance of being able to get thinking about it ain't enough, y'all, you got to express it somehow. Um, so some, some questions that we could be thinking about are some things that we could be thinking about when we're trying to rewrite these scripts specifically in the inner child is to put ourselves, first of all, in a space where we're ready to dive into that. So getting into your sacred space, whatever that looks like for you, put some, put some 420 HP on some negative removing (laughs) vibrational sounds, put the, put the heart chakra uh, meditation bowl out, get that sound going, opening up the heart and really tapping into, you know, who you were as a child, you know, what were the things that brought your younger self joy? You know, what were the things that made you sad? 
where do you remember in your childhood the the things that maybe you remember wanting to forget that you never did where do you find yourself where do you find yourself recognizing anger and sadness or betrayal or some of these feelings that resonate as some of these actions that we're trying to put an end to right when we're when we're being self-aware of our actions and what we're doing and we're saying hey I want to change that for the better. Why am I acting like that? Well, I'm either scared, angry, or something else. But if I'm scared or angry, well, what am I afraid of? What am I so mad at? Mm -hmm. And then we have to find ourselves taking the time to go back there and putting to words, having that child inside of you take the time to put to words what it felt and why it's so important for that little kid in there to still feel some type of way about that situation. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> we need to start uh -huh. to work. So, you know, more things, you know, maybe where in your childhood, did you feel safe? Did you have a safe place in your head? Did you have a literal safe place? Did you find it important to yourself as a child to make that space? I know for me, I had little forts and little science closets and little places in the woods for days. <laughs> I had all my secret hideouts. You know, mm -hmm. I had all my little safe places to go. And, you know, it really, you know, looking back, it's because there were things I was trying to run from. <laughs> but if I look at the surface level, it's like, oh, it was great. I had all these things. I had all these places to go. It was so cool. But the reason I was going there was not, is not as surface level as how I'd look, how I've looked at it for the last 15 mm -hmm. years. You know, how mm -hmm. I'm looking at it now is I went there for a reason that wasn't necessarily a good one. You know, I can look back and have fun memories, but I have to understand why I went there and mm -hmm. then tell Chloe, little Chloe, that you are not worthless, that you don't have to be by yourself, that you can invite people in. Because what has that resonated into? It's resonated to, into me being a full-blown adult, having my lows, and nobody knows. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, like, alone, and I'm wondering why. Well, it's because mm -hmm. I built my wall 80 feet high. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how I built it that high. It's because I've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm for that same reason. So that's, there's another example. I just dished out some more vulnerability word. And if you are a Scorpio, Leo, Virgo, Capricorn, <laughs> yes, you are going to be in that boat. Unfortunately, that is the blessing that we have of being these sun signs, or if it shows up in your chart, especially specifically in your sun and moon, specifically mm -hmm. in your sun and moon signs. Um, but if it is your son, you know, there's going to be a different perspective that we're going to need to take on that. I would say Aries too, a little bit. Yeah, I, you know what, I, <laughs> because I'm, a, I'm an Aries rising, I'm just gonna biasly agree to that. But there's I'm a Aries reason, for that. there's a reason we said that y'all is because these signs in particular, we have a habit of trying to pretend like nothing's wrong. Mm -hmm. We have a habit of putting on this front that we're good, we're Gucci, money in the bag, shorty what you drank, but we've got two packets of ramen in the fridge and we're at home alone on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Like, and why is our ramen in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> because we don't care about ourselves, okay? We're not doing what we need to do. Yeah. And what, we're do what we need to do is deal with this shit. And taking the opportunity in cancer season is the opportunistic moment. And, you know, I was thinking in the bathroom mm -hmm. earlier before we got on the phone. The, we really, again, you know, we spend so much time, you guys, talking about these retrogrades. 
really need to put into perspective looking at these things as opportunities to level up. Yes, yes, God, amen to that. Really mm-hmm. using these as opportunities to level up because we had those couple weeks of Mercury retrograde where we talked about the intercommunication. Now all cancer season, it's all inner turmoil, <laughs> right? It's like, now I'm looking back, it's like, damn, what could I really have refined in that retrograde to get myself to this? You know damn well now I'm planning. I'm getting mm-hmm. myself prepped for the ne- next Mercury retrograde where I'm going to get put to the test again. And then when it's over, I'm going to get put to the test again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's never, nay, nay, never ending. Never nay, ending. Nay. The work never ends. So, But you know what? We should look at it like it's not like there's a million hurdles we have to go through. It's like the, our experience on earth is hurdles. Like that's what it is. And within those hurdles, there's moments of like bliss and unrelated joy. Right. But like, we have to be able to find something positive within the hurdles. Cause like, that's what it is. It's like life is challenges over and over and over again. And, you know, we have to have some kind of competitive spirit within ourselves to say, I w- I'm, I challenge myself to, to go through these challenges a little bit more whole than I did yesterday, you know? Cause like the way we get to have more of those moments of bliss is by using less energy to jump the hurdles. The way we use less energy is by healing the parts of us that needs to be healed. So stop get to it. it. Stop get to it. it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just want to know why you acting like you don't got any demons you need to sort out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right? It's like, why do we try so hard to pretend that we ain't beefing with something inside ourselves? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, exactly. But we're here now. And yeah, if you guys are, if you're listening and some of those questions are looking like some questions that y'all might need to attack in the next couple days or so, next couple week or two as we end out this emotional tide head over to our patreon i've got a couple more questions on there that are definitely worth reflecting on all of those questions i have personally been reflecting on and journaling over the last couple of weeks been trying to sit down and really put to paper these all these you know i got aquarius moon so these thoughts are everywhere okay Mm -hmm. so i've had to really organize a lot of it but look the glow up is happening the wisdom is happening my feet might not be moving as fast as i want to but god help me they're moving in the right direction and this is all part of the work here so make sure you guys check those out make sure you guys are are, are and just so you guys know sorry to cut you off no Uh, (laughs) we've decided that everything on our patreon is free for right now because we want to show everybody um, what we're producing and uh, what they would be getting if they were to invest in this healing community um, and how they would be invested in in return. So everything that we're doing for the next however long we decide is free on Patreon. So when we say head on over to Patreon, like there is no financial commitment. Of course, we accept donations, but like... um, just go look. <laughs> yeah, just go just go experience it. There's no like strings attached. We just want to share this with you guys. So Yes. So get in on the free healing. Join in the community. Link in the show notes. Yes, link in the show notes. We've got a couple of personal raw posts on there where you guys can join in. 
we want to create this with you guys. So it's been a couple heavy, a couple heavy weeks, but I'm excited for the end of the month. I'm mm-hmm. moving at the end of the month. I'm literally starting August 1st in a brand new state, brand new journey, brand new venture. So, you know, it's been heavy for the right reasons because I'm getting ready to make change. So I'm excited and thank y'all for listening to my trials and tribulations and my growth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. Bye.